Ski. <laughs> Howdy, friends. And uh, he's as old, or he's as giddy as a 60-year-old. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yeah. Today, we are going to be going over the very last episode. As giddy as a 60-year-old and twice as wrinkled. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were... <laughs> wrinkled where it counts, am I right? Yeah, wrinkled like a fox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brain wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> so, so today we're uh, going to be going over uh, season seven, episode twenty-six, yeah. the final episode of the Golden Girls. That uh, mm-hmm. one flew over the cuckoo, one flew out of the cuckoo's nest. Mm-hmm. Part two. I'm a professional at this. Yes. Um, yes. But before we jump in, as we alluded to last week, if you recall, Brent's also written an introduction yes. for this episode due to some confusion on our parts. Yeah. And uh, so we have a second intro before we kick this one off. That's right. So All right. Buckle up, slut puppies. <laughs> Hopefully yours is a little smoother than mine was after a mere 180 episodes. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Welcome to Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast whose popularity is inversely related to its punctuality. Mm. Week in and week out, we promptly deliver the content the populace avoids. <laughs> my name is Brent, and joining me is my most popular, yet least punctual, co-host, Ski. Hello there. <laughs> and joining us is our most punctual, yet least popular, co-host, Alan. Hey, now. Sad but true. Each week, the three of us take Perfect. between... <laughs> Each week, the three of us take between 37 and 75 minutes to discuss an episode of The Golden Girls. We point out our favorite lines, nominate an MVP for the episode, and award the episode up to eight slices of cheesecake. Eventually, this information will be used to determine which episode of The Golden Girls is the best. So this week, in honor of it being the beginning of the end, we're going to make a last-ditch effort to increase our popularity. This week, we're going to let you, the audience, decide who does the recap. So go ahead and use the comment section below to vote for either A, Gypsy, B, Bottom Feeder, or C, Howler Monkey. Wow, that didn't take long. The overwhelming majority of you selected all of the above, which obviously means Ski will be doing this week's recap. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Ski. (laughs) You know, ever since we started really connecting with the audience. Exactly. (laughs) They're they're just so right there with us. Exactly. They're like, if I knew I could nominate, who's going to do the recap? (laughs) It's a good thing I have one ready. Yes. Can you imagine how horrible it would be if all three of us had to do a recap every episode (laughs) (laughs) just to see which of us was going to be the one who had to read it? (laughs) I think they'd be pretty simplistic at some point. Oh, yeah. We, we make... 
they got together. They were girls. They were fairly old, yeah. and uh, some people laughed and stuff. It's like I got ninety seconds of content here, so we're gonna both do an introduction. Right. <laughs> if I had to do an hour recap as well. Damn well gonna hear it. All right. <laughs> so. Our episodes would be uh, be a little lengthier. Yeah, I would say so. Well, I've said before that, that was my take, Alan. How about <laughs> yours? I've I've said before that if we do another podcast after this, and obviously we're still doing Golden Palace, so we got a whole another season of episodes before we're wrapped up with a, at least this version of Sophia's Choice. So we got plenty of time ahead of us. So fret not or fret more, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> whichever is more appropriate. It's a threat or a promise. We don't know which. Yeah, exactly. Um, you say a threat or a promise? Yeah. Did I? I, I think you said threat, but I, it, it would apply either way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My whistle's not as wet as I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have said that if we were to do another podcast that was similar-ish, like uh-huh. where we reviewed things, whether mm-hmm. it was whatever, um, mm-hmm. that I think our review would be much more of an overview, mm-hmm. not an in-depth recapping of the mm-hmm. thing that we watched. But we'll see. You know, we, we mm-hmm. haven't come to that conclusion. Uh, but it does bring us to a listener interaction that we oh, have. Nice. Um, so I think I told you guys last week about how Lisa had sent us a message saying that uh, she sad that we were getting near the end, mm-hmm. and I told her, you know, about the fact that we still have Golden Palace, and she said that she would watch with us all. Yeah. Um, but then we also got a message from Stacy. Okay. And she she was kind of replying to Lisa, but mm-hmm. she said she feels the same, and that they'd uh, better have something else lined up for us after the Golden Palace. Okay. And I said, we're still figuring out our next podcast endeavor. We'll let everybody know. Uh-huh. She said that uh, maybe you guys should share your top three, all of which you'd uh, be happy to do, and then take a poll of the listeners. Oh, So gotcha. it's kind of ironic, yeah, yeah. some of the stuff you said. Mm-hmm. Like our top three things that we're considering? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And then let our listeners kind of chime in on what they would like us to do next. Idea. Yeah. And I said, I'd definitely be open to that. I'd probably suggest something related to movies or TV. Brent would probably suggest something uh, music-related. And Ski would probably suggest something racist, you know, since he's a grandpa and uh, he doesn't have a filter anymore. <laughs> and then she said, uh, I'd say that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> if, if only there was a TV show featuring obscure music and a middle-aged man yelling for kids to get off his lawn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So well, that was a real solid interaction with Stacy. Mm-hmm. We appreciate Indeed. it. So yeah, we, we, we do love to hear from people. I know <laughs> Stacy and Lisa have been uh, very consistent contributors, um, as has Jennifer yes. and uh, yeah, so. CJ and some others. Uh, we love hearing. So, and um, and even if we do like you know, it takes us a little while to figure out like what collectively mm-hmm. we're going to do. You know, they can always just sort of tune in to, you know, Ski Solo podcast, mm-hmm. which I believe is tentatively called, What's So Wrong With Making America Great Again? Brent sent a great, uh, a great text message to me and Ski the other day. I don't think Ski commented on it, but... Uh, <laughs> He said it was a, a link to an Onion article <laughs> that a podcaster watches bank account balance double for every slur he says into oh, my... Oh, I actually just saw that today. Oh, okay. And uh, Brent says, ski is racist, racist like a fox. <laughs> and I said, uh, if being racist makes ski rich, then is being racist really bad? I'll let ski's wallet be the judge. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, it, it is funny. It's probably my favorite running bit and probably Ski's mm-hmm. least favorite running bit. Exactly. Yeah. 
Did you guys have anything else to add before Ski uh, jumps into our final recap of this uh, Golden Girls proper? I will say that um, I think there's something to that article. Because, you know, he does keep his wife in Dr. Pepper and not Dr. Thunder. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or Mr. Pibb. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that'd be a good Mr. Burns line, don't you think? Like something about, like, uh-huh. that the fools have their Dr. Pepper or <laughs> Mr. Pibb. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But anyways. So, uh, Skeet, are you ready to kick us off for the last time of uh, this version? Bittersweet. I am ready, I think. I don't know. I'm not really like, there's been part of it where I'm like, oh, it's it's weird to come to the closing of, of yeah. the Golden Girls. It, but yeah. knowing we have the other one. It, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about that, too. It's like almost anticlimactic or what? Like, yeah. Like, we've dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you kind of feel regretful to, to have committed to the next one? Not because. No, no, not at all. Uh, I'm just saying that because it is, like, it's the last episode with the four of them together, mm-hmm. you know, full time. Right. You know, it just seems like maybe we should have done something special. A little more pomp and circumstance for exactly. it. Exactly. We'll have plenty. And, you know, we'll obviously be talking about all four of them, especially when we get to the point where we're, mm-hmm. you know, kind of doing the the overall yeah, yeah. series. Yeah. You know, uh, finales, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call the playoffs. I mean, there'll be plenty. We'll, we'll do a little something extra special when it comes time. Mm-hmm. I had thought to, be, to myself, uh, it's been a little while back, but... I was like, man, how is this going to affect, you know, Dorothy's rating? Because we always do our favorite people. I was like, I think the last time you told us, Dorothy wasn't really even in the rating. Yeah, she wasn't. It's a a two-horse race. I mean, it's Sophia and and Rose. Um, Yeah. Even if we gave it to Dorothy every episode of Golden Palace, she probably (laughs) still wouldn't win. (laughs) I will say, though, that, you know, this is, I guess, a spoiler for the podcast you're about to listen to, people. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we get to the end, in honor of Dorothy, I am just going to sort of, like, randomly walk out and then pop back in, and then walk out, and then pop back in, and then walk out, and you'll never hear from me again. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, if that happens, we're not doing Golden Palace. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't carry on in my honor. I'm not going to have Pick Me come in here. (laughs) (laughs) We had uh, talked about James co-hosting for a little bit, but uh, that never materialized. Yeah, I think. Well, Brent, I don't think he would gel with the uh, vibe, honestly. No, and Brent doesn't really know James nearly as well. Like he's met him several times, but mm-hmm. like they've never really hung out, and so there's that aspect of it. It would be mm-hmm. awkward, possibly. Yeah. Well, I I think it's one of those things that. I mean, you know I love you enough that I can sort of tease you about your home life, but I think if I, you know, made fun of his wife, it would not go over as well. Yeah. <laughs> he would just cry in sadness. <laughs> exactly. So he would pretty. think it was funny, but his wife would listen if he was yeah, on a podcast. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then it would exactly. become awkward. Uh-huh. She already doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah, well. Lisa does not like you? She does not. I don't think I don't she likes think a she lot has of people. an opinion, honestly. Do you think she has an opinion on you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when would she have formed one? I don't know, but I saw her at the zoo that time, and she refused to acknowledge my existence. Well, that's what? just her awkwardness, not her dis- dislike for you. No, I think it's her anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not even a Jew. But she thinks I am. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only because you're always using, you know, classically Jewish terms, like uh, like on that episode of Seinfeld where Brian Cranston <laughs> kept saying things. So, so if you're leading her to believe, well, I guess it's still her fault for being anti-Semitic, though. Exactly. <laughs> so. I think it's because, like, you know, a third of our conversations have been Blossom-related. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only one of three. Yeah. <laughs> 
maybe you just need more conversations yeah. to lower down the blossom <laughs> ratio. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I really have anything else before we kick this one off, but... Mm-hmm. But I do agree. There is that little bit of anticlimacticness, knowing that we still have another season to go. Yeah. And not in a bad way. I mean, I'm glad we still have more to go, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels like this should have been more of a celebration um, mm-hmm. here. But yeah. we'll celebrate plenty when it comes yeah. time to decide and, the and best technically, episode. technically, like, we've got the Season 7 recap. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of like a chance to... I think so. Yeah, definitely. Also, keep in mind the last two episodes, we've done double... Uh, Excuse me, double intros, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We've done the, the first, <laughs> first and only two-parter for uh It's, it's our way to say Sophia's choice cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, the, the first episode was the pop, and this one's the circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not exactly special by design, but <laughs> special by mistake. <laughs> hey, sometimes that counts. That's the way that your parents usually described you, right? My yeah, my existence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a mistake, but you're special. So. Exactly. Some people get pump and circumstance, others get pump and circumcise. <laughs> <laughs> so you ready, Ski? I think so. All right, we'll mm-hmm. go into it then. All right, season seven, episode twenty six. Yes. One Flew Out of the Cuckoo's Nest, Part 2. Again, the original air date was May 9th, 1992, same Mm -hmm. as Part 1. Yeah. Uh, This part was actually written by someone else, Mitchell Mm -hmm. Furowitz. And uh, again, directed by Alex Maceros. Mm -hmm. Does he come back next season? Do you know? Did you peek? No, I didn't look. Me neither. Um, Alex Maceros? Yeah. I think so, yeah. In (laughs) fact, uh, when I looked ahead, I think there's actually quite a bit of uh, mixing between uh, directors. Oh, nice. I think we actually see the return of, uh, from what was his name? The guy that did Terry some, Hughes. Terry Hughes, I think, does nice. the first episode. Oh, nice. And then we see Alex Maceros do a bunch. Oh, good luck, Charm. And uh, one other one that we've seen before. Good luck, Charm, that I guess didn't work uh, out. Peter, yeah. <laughs> Peter E. Bite or something. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. I think they, they all do some. And maybe one other person, but I can't recall. Okay. So a little bit of mixing of the directing. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, first of all, we do part. Uh, recap of part one, which if it was shown the same night, I wonder if that was really part of it. Yeah, I don't know. But well, I mean, I think they did make it. I don't know if they would have shown it during the episode or not. Or um, it was a syndication thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's a big reason why they did the part one and two for mm-hmm. so many of these episodes that aired on the same night. Well, I also wonder if uh, it's possible that uh, maybe they had like um, empty nests in the middle. I suppose it's possible. I don't know oh, yeah. if they did like a jumper or like. Like part one, empty nest, and then part two. Yeah, I don't know if anybody was there watching it when it aired. You know, let us know. Yeah, yeah I just think that probably because if they're trying to kind of add viewership to their, you know, spinoff, that might right. be a way to do it. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Little Dreyfus sandwich. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we open the living room. Uh, two months have passed now from the end of part one. Uh, Dorothy, oh, that's why they did the recap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dorothy and Lucas arrive home and enter the living room. <laughs> Dorothy gives a quick look around. To Do see you think they should have done the um, SpongeBob voice the two months later? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. That would have been awesome. Yeah. And that's where SpongeBob got it from. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dorothy gives a quick look around to see if uh, that nobody's home. 
Lucas states that's the first time since they've been engaged that they've had the house alone uh, to, to just the two of them. Right. They start to hug and kiss, and Sophia pops up from behind the couch and snaps a Polaroid of them. She says that she loves to see them kiss and adds that she doesn't feel like uh, she's losing a daughter but gaining a sucker, uh, I mean son. Mm -hmm. She tries to play off the slip. Uh, Lucas uh, says that he can't wait to see or be her son. Sophia says that uh, he's a gem and he and puts money in his hand, telling him to go get a girl tonight. Right. Uh, Dorothy pleads with her mother for them to share a private moment, and Sophia scoffs at the idea of them being private, pointing out that you know she changed his di her diapers. Dorothy says, "Well, you never changed Lucas's diapers," and Sophia kind of creepily replies that she'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she smiles and heads away. That sounds like a ski common, doesn't it? it I could imagine. Now, granted, the fact that, like, you know, his daughter would probably be marrying a dude, but if his uh -huh. daughter decided to marry another woman, uh -huh. I could definitely see him making that diaper-changing comment. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Only if she's hot. Right. <laughs> Have gotten into thing. the meth yet? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. Sophia's bound to determine to turn Lucas into Phil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sophia, yeah, she just kind of gives a... Uh, Weird reply. She smiles and heads away, uh, saying she's as giddy as a 60-year-old. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Dorothy uh, thanks Lucas for his willingness to let Ma come live with them in, in Atlanta. Uh, he tells her that's nothing, and he can see how close uh, she is with her mother, and with Rose and Blanche, for that matter. Dorothy adds, that, uh, oh, adds to his sentiment that they've learned so much from each other. Ma, you know, that life isn't over just because you reach a certain age. Uh, her relationship with Blanche uh, says she's become more comfortable with her sexuality. And uh, Rose, and uh, she struggles for many, many moments to think of anything that Rose has taught her uh, before remembering that Rose has taught her how to tie a square knot. Mm -hmm. She tells him that uh, because of them, she knows herself well enough to love him. He replies that uh, he's glad someone taught her how to do this and kisses her yet again. Mm -hmm. That's what Stan taught her. That's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> This time, Sophia pops up in from the uh, front door, which is still open, and takes another picture. She tells him that uh, the first picture was a bit blurry, and she couldn't tell who was who uh, because they were about the same height and both have white hair. Right. She turns to Lucas and says, no offense, pussycat. And then he replies, nobody has called him pussycat since the Navy. Mm -hmm. He gives Dorothy one last peck and departs. I will say that um, I think all of my favorite lines in this episode came from Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Pretty, I agree. Pretty great, yeah. Uh, and so, that, you know, nobody's called me Pussycat since the Navy. Mm. Was <laughs> one of them. Was he in a movie where he was in the Navy? I feel like I've seen him. He was one. in 427 things. I'm sure he probably <laughs> <Right>. was. <laughs> was he in McHale's Navy? I don't know. Like right. the Tom Arnold version? I don't recall if he was or not. Seems like something he'd be in. I'd be almost shocked if he wasn't in something where he was in the Navy. Yeah. He just has that military look to him also, like yeah. whether it's a comedic version or a regular version, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he easily could fill that role. Yeah. So. Agreed. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, he gives Dorothy one last kiss and then he leaves. Sophia says that uh, he may just be nuts enough to show up uh, to their wedding, which is the next day. Right. Dorothy tells her mother, you're a furry little gnome and we feed you too much. <laughs> her mother scowls back at her. Uh, Blanche and Rose enter the kitchen and state that uh, since this will be their last night together in the house, that they should all get together and say, and then Dorothy stops them telling them that it's not goodbye, and that she doesn't want it uh, to be a sad thing. Rose agrees, and she promised herself she wouldn't cry, mm -hmm. but laugh instead. 
She fake laughs as she breaks down and tearfully lays her head on Blanche's shoulder. Blanche tells her that it's gone by so fast and that nobody, or that they probably haven't even slept together yet. Dorothy corrects her, saying that they are both adults and capable of a warm, loving relationship. Rose jumps right in and asks, How was the sex? Dorothy emotionally tells him that it was so good that they named it. Mm. She then exits. Yeah. Uh, we change the scene. That night, Blanche joins Rose out on the lanai. Both of them are in their nightgowns. It's like late. Right. Uh, neither one of them could sleep, thinking about the next day. Rose tells her that even though Dorothy didn't want to say her goodbyes, she feels she must, especially to Blanche. Blanche points out that Dorothy isn't there right now. Rose agrees and asks, you know, what's the worst that she could do to us anyway? Uh, Blanche says, can she intimidate us? Rose replies, could she physically harm us? <laughs> and then Blanche says, can she make us make, make life miserable for us? And finally, Rose says, Blanche, she can do all those things. <laughs> I think that was maybe my favorite line of the back and forth for them. Mm-hmm. Then they start to cry and tell one another how much they will miss each other. Uh, they hug, and Sophia comes out, and again with the instant camera, snaps a pic of him. Uh, she realizes it's Rose and Blanche, though, and is taken aback for a moment, asking, what is this, Wimbledon? Does mm-hmm. it look like they're just uh, being, I don't know, I don't know she appropriate. Ugh. Thinks they're being lesbian style. I yeah, know. I, would, I, would I don't know that. how to say it otherwise. <laughs> I think that's the joke. I mean, it was really awkward there. You're like, I guess she just thought they were being lesbian style. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that's that. very poorly worded. I, I could definitely see that what it was a situation where you're trying to be sensitive in the way that you're <laughs> yes. saying it, but you just. It came out horribly. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is what happens when you go against your nature. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when, when like a lady loves another lady, you know, in, a, in an unnatural but totally okay sort of a way. <laughs> you know, when they're being lesbianish together. That was really great. <laughs> I want you to say stuff like that more often. Oh, okay. <laughs> like in that New that York voice, type accent. Yeah. Try to fit it in. I don't think Brendan enjoys that accent as much as you do, though. I, I liked it. Oh, I'm glad. She says, what is this? It's all about the Brooklyn Italians. Yeah. <laughs> And you should, uh, after a little while, you should uh, mix it up and throw in a little bit of Southern Bell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Libertine Bell. (laughs) Right. Uh, They all sit down on the patio table, and Rose points out that uh, living with her daughter, uh, or Rose points out that living with her daughter, she'll be taking on the the matriarch role that Sophia holds in their home. She asks uh, for some advice. Sophia tells him to finish this sentence. I'm tired of spending time with you miserable A, gypsies, B, bottom feeders, or C, howler monkeys. Both Rose and Blanche agree that howler monkeys seem correct. Sophia confirmed that they are right. Mm-hmm. They celebrate for a moment. Then Rose realizes that Sophia can speak her mind because they all need her. Right. She says that Kirsten has her own family and she'll just be baggage. And she's a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In that household. She said two weeks ago she didn't want her. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, what will I do if she's an invalid, right? Yeah. Exactly. I guess now that Rose has recovered, she's like, right, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you can come live with me, Mom. Yeah, you can exactly. come live with me as long as you stay in your room and be quiet. <laughs> Sign them checks rent. over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sophia then wisely says that she knows where Rose is needed. Rose naively asks where, but Blanche pipes in and says, here, and tells her to stay with her in Miami. Rose protests that Blanche will want to move on with her own life and start a, a relationship of her own. But like she started 
multiple relationships since right, they've been yeah. together, right? I guess she's been engaged at least twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Lance disagrees and says that she wants her best friend there with her. Sophia tells her that she should stay and that Blanche is her family. Rose agrees and they have that they do have a lot in common. Sophia says they're both natural brunettes, which, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they all laugh and Sophia tells them to get back to bed that tomorrow is a big day. They exit and uh, she sits there at the table looking at a picture that she took of them and she quietly says, goodbye, my girls. Yep. It's a little sweet. It was a nice little moment. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought the idea, don't get me wrong, it's a great payoff when it gets to it, but the idea of it was so good we named it just seems odd to me. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody naming their sexual act. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done that yourself? Mm, yeah. No. Have you ever heard of somebody doing that? No. Yeah, no. neither have I. But like I said, it's a great payoff when we get to yeah. it, but it is an odd, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, idea. Yeah. Um, I've never heard it, but I assume it's better than ours. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a Golden Girls podcast called So Good We Named It. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And like, um, you know, it showed up on my feed, and I knew it was a Golden Girls podcast, and I knew that's what it was called, but I was clueless as to why it was called that. Right. And so then this episode popped up, and it finally clicked for me. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. that's that's why. So. See, it's funny when you said that. I thought when you said I've never heard it, but I'm sure it's better than ours. You were referring to people people who name their sex, but you're sure it was better than like yours and Elena's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well. like she'd probably agree. Exactly. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I agree with you. Now, um, I know mine's better because like words can't describe it, so you can't name it. <laughs> I like the idea of like you're like so. Was it good for you? And she's like, uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's it? <laughs> we were <laughs> so uh, we were at Culver's the other day, mm-hmm. and there was this. Um, so we had finished eating. We got out to the car, and it was at lunchtime. And then these three dudes got out of this like construction truck or whatever, and, okay. they and started. <laughs> and you tried to do it and yourself. You're like, you're like, I, I can't. <laughs> exactly. So they start walking in, and um. I pointed out one of the dudes to Helena, and I was like, "See, I think that's just an acceptable level of muscles." I was like, "Cause you know, he just he like seemed like he was in shape, but he wasn't like you know and big shirtless, or beefy. right? No, right. and he had on a shirt and everything <laughs> like that. And I was like, you know, if I think if I could be in like that level of health, I would be fine, and I wouldn't need to be any healthier than that. Okay. And Meanwhile, he has extreme health and she, concerns. Like, <laughs> and she agreed with me, and I was like, "So, do you think he, um, you know?" just got that way from his work or do you think he actually goes to the gym as well right and she's like oh no i'm sure it's just from you know working construction and that's all he had to do and i was like yeah you're probably right and she's like with your fancy boy job i don't think (laughs) 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 i I think you're gonna have to go to the gym and i was like yeah (laughs) it just forgot my fancy boy job (laughs) and and so i laughed and then i was like you know my fancy boy job (laughs) keep keep steaks in the fridge so you got no reason to complain Yeah, that, that is definitely just the fact she calls it a fancy boy job yeah. in and of itself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, at least he's, he's the only one out of the three of us that doesn't have a fancy boy job, though. Mm-hmm. And his really is, but at least yeah. he's like, I work in a factory, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, I send emails every day. Every day. <laughs> he's like, I mingle with the hoi polloi <laughs> near the time clock. <laughs> 
I tell them how they're doing their job incorrectly exactly. all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or at least I tell their boss that they're doing it so he can tell them because they're exactly. too tough for me to say directly. That's right. Like, I get scared. That's yeah. why I'm popular. Everybody loves a critic. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you want to know when you're doing stuff wrong? <laughs> so you can correct yourself, right? <laughs> How else are you going to improve, folks? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I point out ways they could do their job better, and they point out I could be more punctual. Yeah. <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship. I just like the idea that he has like a business card printed out, and it says, you know, he's like a quality assurance engineer. That's your full title, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that engineer is in, you know, like 12-point font, but quality assurance is in mm-hmm. one-point font. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With a light yellow text yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on on a Manila card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a really cool job. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the light yellow would be even better because that's the dark blue cards. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it probably wouldn't show up at all. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I don't remember where we were at in the episode, but. I think everything up to the point that you had stopped talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably accurate. Well, I'm just saying, I think that, like, I don't think there was anything else specifically. No, it was actually had a, a scene change. Oh, okay. We just saw We've some... yet to cover what you haven't said. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just mean that we, there was nothing else we I have had covered to add parts of that, actually. He stopped talking. So. We have covered small parts of that, what I haven't talked about yet. That's true. We got to go through the Dear Dorothy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we left off with uh, Sophia saying goodbye, my girls. Right. right. Uh, we change right. scene. We see Dorothy. Hey, what, just as a side note, what do you think happened to that Polaroid? Like, do you think it's like somebody kept it like a Stel oh, Getty or like, Yeah, the yeah, actual it actually one? did print out, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It was oh. on the table. I'd like to think that's somewhere in Golden Girl floor. Yeah, I'd like to think it's in the. In, if not the Smithsonian, then like the Television Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, something. Maybe, maybe they gave it to B. Arthur when she left. <laughs> <laughs> like Spaceros just pocketed it. <laughs> I just like the idea that they gave it to B. Arthur and then she just immediately tossed it in the garbage on her way out the door. <laughs> exactly. She's like, there's a reason I ain't it's coming like, back. Yeah. It's got like a love letter on the back from the three of them. And right. Like, oh, we were going to miss you so much. She didn't bother to read it. And yeah, it's like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your show. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Enjoy your sinking ship. <laughs> uh, we change scene. Uh, we see Dorothy now in her wedding gown in a limousine riding to the church. So, thoughts on the gown? Hideous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, it, it kind of fits her, like her look. It, yeah, it's one of those things that like, she's worn some horrendous outfits the last seven seasons, it, and she managed to kick it up a notch yeah. one last choice. time. <laughs> By the costume people. Yeah. Like, it's all been building up to this moment. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, it had, like, the weird frills down, like, an V shape. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, my wife actually realized, so she had the uh, the white gown, of course, and her, her neckline kind of looked like a V. Uh-huh. Uh, Rose and Blanche had a gown that had, like, a almost an A shape, which, uh-huh. like, was mirrored. Gotcha. I, I thought, you know, she was wearing a white gown. It was because she was virginal, mm. and they're wearing the A because they're adulterous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's uh, in the limo riding to the church, kind of talking to herself out loud. Mm-hmm. She says how sweet it was of Lucas 
to arrange for the car to get her the ceremony on time. Mm -hmm. uh, she notices, though, that the limo is taking an extraneous route. Mm -hmm. She tries to get the attention of the driver by repeatedly telling him to stop. The car then pulls over, and the driver turns around to look at uh, Dorothy, and it's Stan. Mm -hmm. Then we had this, I think it's probably a commercial break, but mm -hmm. uh, Dorothy protests to Stan that uh, he is hijacking the most important day of her life, which is a bit of a dig at her kids. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the ones that didn't show up for her wedding? Right. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> what, do, what do they care, right? Uh, Stan retorts, uh, clearly upset, asking why... She couldn't send him an invite to, uh, or send an invite to Stanley's Born Act. I assume Michael's not allowed in the state because he owes child support to the rain. He doesn't want to end up getting thrown in jail. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he asked, you know, why she couldn't send an invite to Stanley's Born Act, the man who shared his name. And to be honest, he shared it several times. Mm -hmm. So she's not, you know, that uh, unique. Right. <laughs> How many times? He was married at least three other times that we know about, right? Well, at least two Chrissy other times. And yeah. The third one. Yeah. Well, he was married, I thought, when we first met Stan to someone that he left her for, right? Yeah. And then I think he got married one more time after that. Yeah. He met, well, I thought, wasn't there like a um, one where he married the stewardess or something on a plane? Well, I think that was the first one. That, that was the one that oh, okay. he left Dorothy okay. for. Yeah. And so then it was after that he married. The woman who Dorothy met in yeah, the, in the uh, bar. bar. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking that was the third one. But. Yeah. No, that was yeah. the second. I and think then, you're right. And then those two got divorced unceremoniously. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Like, so. Never remarked upon. Yep. Uh, Dorothy tells him that uh, the list was alphabetical and that the Zionists are also mad at her. Hmm. I think she said they're not speaking to her now, too. Right. She asks uh, what he wants and starts. he starts a story. Talks about a lone hair on his very now his now very bald head. Uh, he says that it holds on is unrelenting. Stan says that that lonely hair mocks him. <laughs> Dorothy calls him uh, psychotic for kidnapping her, but Stan clarifies that no, he's taking her to the church in style, and that that's his gift to her. If you had just one single hair in your head, would you just pluck it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, over and over again. Like, every time it grew back, yeah. I wouldn't just leave it there, uh, you know. To mock you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe leave it there, though, to remind yourself. To remind myself of the mocking or yes. what I used to have? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I have plenty, plenty of self-loathing. But at the <laughs> same time, I don't, I don't want a reminder. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's already in there. So. <laughs> uh, he has that he just uh, wanted a moment alone with her to speak to her and give his blessing. Mm-hmm. He closes his earlier symbolism saying that he is that hair and she is the big, crazy, bald skull. Dorothy scoots up towards the front of the limo and tells Stan that you know, things have been going so well, uh, she didn't want to deal with him. She admits that uh, when she sleeps next to Lucas, she knows that their past are there as well, and including Stanley as he is part of her life. Missing the point entirely, he comments uh, obliviously, you slept with this guy? Mm -hmm. uh, she tells him that uh, uh, they named it, right? Right, yeah, going back to that. Referring to the sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him that uh, she says to him thank you and that he's truly acting like a man now. He tells her that uh, he loves her and always will. And she tells him that she loves him too. Uh, then she grabs and plucks the hair out of his forehead and tells him to drive. Get him to church. 
Uh, we then see Dorothy at the back of the church uh, with Sophia holding her arm. Uh, and we hear everybody's thoughts, which is an interesting choice, I thought. Mm -hmm. Yes. But Dorothy's saying, uh, can't believe they're all here for, for me. You know, Sophia then thinks to herself that she's about to cry, but then she sneezes. Mm -hmm. Blanche thinks to herself about how happy Dorothy looks and how beautiful she is. And she wonders that if she, in all her beauty, is jealous of her, what Rose must think. Right. And then we hear Rose singing to herself in her head, hi-ho the Dario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we go back to Dorothy, and she looks over Lucas and how strong and handsome he is, imagining that he could hear all her thoughts. And then Lucas smiling back and says, uh, Dor uh, yes, Dorothy, I can, <laughs> which was pretty great. Yeah, that was really good. And then the priest, we hear him too, remind <laughs> himself of ESP, energy, smile, personality, <laughs> and he assures himself that they all like him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was my second most favorite part of the episode. <laughs> he was he was a funny, the priest was yeah. funny. Uh, the priest begins to address the congregation. Stan enters the at the back and sits at the uh, rear of the church. Dorothy continues to think to herself about how excited she is to be there and that she truly loves Lucas and has finally conquered her own desperation. The desperation that ultimately led to her previous marriages and several other relationships. Because I thought of myself after this kind of line, since she has been kind of in some other skeezy relationships, like the one married guy, right? Right, yeah. And Glenn. Yeah. Um, and uh, this feels like there may have been one or two other ones that were a bit questionable, but that one for sure stood out to me. Mm -hmm. uh, the priest calls on Dorothy and she's Mickey Rooney. What's that? Mickey Rooney. Yeah, at the time he was on the episode, his star, you know, mm -hmm. wasn't as big as it was at one time. Like, yeah. some of the others were still pretty much at the top of their game yeah. when they were on. Or Mickey Rooney was a, still a star of yesteryear, I gotcha. think, when he was on there. I guess Alex Trebek probably. Oh, he was pretty big. Yeah, oh, that would yeah, be a good one. Yeah, It is funny, though, that you're just saying these names with no context of us. You, you were picking up what I was putting down. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's still rating the, the top five people that yeah. were, like, guest stars. <laughs> Which I don't even remember if that happened. That might have been even before this episode. I can't really remember now. But mm -hmm. Or were we saying that would, would be on the uh, the bonus material? Yeah, exactly. So if this doesn't make any sense to you, then <laughs> mm -hmm. maybe it's after this episode. Maybe it was last episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, those were popular people that mm -hmm. were on the show. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, the priest calls on Dorothy, and she spurts out, I do! And then Lucas turns and uh, I don't like the word the spurts. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? I do too. Mm -hmm. and the attendees all laugh. Uh, but the priest slightly reminds them that uh, they aren't married until he says so. He then thinks about again to himself about how much they all love him. <laughs> they exchange vows and rings. Rose starts to repeat the vows, but uh, stops uh, realizing it's not her. Stan doesn't stand and object when he asks you know, if there's anyone who objects to uh, this union. The priest announces him as husband and wife, and then Lucas lifts her veil and kisses his new wife. The crowd cheers and claps. Sophia feels another sneeze coming on, but this time she actually cries with happiness. <laughs> and now we change scene for the last time. Sophia comes in to Dorothy's room while she's packing up her things. She tells her that they must... Uh, that she must tell her something difficult, that she's uh, she won't be moving in with them. Which you think, if she's packing her stuff, she might have known this by now. Yeah. Because Sophia hadn't packed. Right. <laughs> well, now, Dorothy, though, was packing on her honeymoon. Oh, true. So, That's a good yeah. point, yeah. I'm sure you're right about that. And she won't be moving in with them. She agreed with Rose, and or 
she agreed with Rose and Blanche after the wedding that uh, Dorothy needs to be married to, for a while. And she worries that uh, she got in the way when uh, she was in her first marriage. At first, Dorothy protests this, but then immediately agrees that she did get in the way. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no, you weren't. Yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia says that she knows that she has the strength to go it alone. She's like, Stan and I could have been happily married still. <laughs> yeah. <you> <laughs> Yeah, that was the only problem with you, Ma. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Turned my husband into an adulterer. That's yeah. right. Probably gave him money to go find himself a woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get yourself a girl. Yeah. He's, he's just much happier to take the money, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sophia says that she knows that she has the strength to go alone and leave the nest. And I thought to myself, at the ripe old age of 60, you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baby bird's ready to fly. Right. Dorothy tells her, Dorothy tells her mom that uh, without her and the girls, she wouldn't have had the confidence to even try. They tell each other that uh, what a privilege it has been to spend this time together as adults and, uh, and as friends. Sophia turns and begins to pull out what appears to be an expensive bracelet or necklace or something, some kind of jewelry from her pocket. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Dorothy says that the self-confidence her mother gave her has been the greatest gift she could ever give. Mm-hmm. Upon hearing this, Sophia tucks the jewelry box back into her pocket and agrees that, yes, yes, the confidence was the greatest gift. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes, I agree. It's a magnificent gift. (laughs) (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving. Right. Uh, They give each other a hug, and meanwhile, out in the living room, uh, Lucas is gathering bags. Uh, Blanche asks if they've got everything. Lucas replies that it'll be a great honeymoon with him, Dorothy, and and Freddie Peterson. Right. (laughs) When they ask who that is, he explains... That's what we named it. <laughs> they blush and laugh. That's like the way Leslie Nelson sort of just milks the laugh, and um, you know, Rue McClanahan and Betty White were just giggling, and yeah, just everybody was enjoying. You got it. great timing. Yeah, it's just really good. I mean, they all do, but he's he's definitely yeah. adds some to it. They all blush and laugh. Dorothy comes out uh, with her with her last bags. He asks her if she's ready, and she tells him, "Ready, Freddie." Mm. Lucas tells her. <laughs> They know. She tells him that uh, she'll be out in a minute. Uh, he then heads to the car and she closes the door. Dorothy turns to the girls and begins. But Blanche tells her that you know she doesn't have to say anything. Rose asks what uh, can be said about seven years full of fights, laughter, secrets, cheesecake. So I guess they don't count the three years before the episode started. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those were shitty years. Exactly. <laughs> Dorothy tells them that uh, the memories of them will be the ones she carries on and thinks about when the world gets cold, and that there are pe- uh, to remember that there are people who are warm and loving. Blanche tells her that they all love her too. And she's like, she's like, yep, getting ready to start the new chapter of my life in a cold, uncaring world. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird total yeah. change, wasn't it? I mean, I get the uh, the message right the, the, in times that are hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends, exactly. Still, it was a weird way to say yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. As I'm wandering the empty halls of Hollingsworth Manor, right? <laughs> Long after my husband has passed, and I am living a cold, lonely existence. Exactly. My Miss Haversham years, <laughs> where you'll not be invited over. <laughs> I mean, really, that would be the obvious choice, right? Yeah. If, if uh, Lucas passes, 
that they would all reunite back at Hollingsworth Manor, right? Yeah. yeah. Assuming they're in a paid house. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Blanche finally gets her birthright, albeit <laughs> second in line. Um, but no, I mean, I think, I don't know, it makes as much sense as them running a hotel together. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. We'll see if that happens. Right. <laughs> uh, they jump in for a big group hug. Dorothy adds that she never uh, expected a friendship like this at this point in her life, but she couldn't ask for a better surprise. They all agree, and Dorothy pulls herself away and heads to the door. Rose asks if this is goodbye. She silently shakes her head and then tells them that she loves them all, uh, or that she loves them always. She walks out and closes the door. Then she runs back in and hugs them again. Mm -hmm. This time she says that they're all angels, and then she heads out again. There's a pause, and the girls seem to anticipate yet another re-entry. And then she comes in from the lanai <laughs> for another giant hug. As they all cry, she tells them that they're always going to be her sisters, always. The girls look around, but Dor oh, and then she e exits. The girls look around, but Dorothy does not come back in. They hug each other, and it fades to black. Mm. The end. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was a solid ending. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, overall, I mean, it was... Not too mushy, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. but but sweet still. Yeah. So, it, it felt in some weird way a little anticlimactic, though, mm -hmm. still. I, I mean, I, I know part of it is because they were trying to do the lead-in mm -hmm. uh, to some extent to the next sure, you know, yeah. iteration. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they wanted to, like, completely... Close it out, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, do you guys have, like, a favorite finale for a series? Um... I don't know. I mean, I like the Seinfeld, and we talked about the New Heart one a mm -hmm. few weeks back. Yeah. Um, I like Sports Night. I thought it had maybe not a great finale, but just a nice FU finale, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, my, a show I absolutely loved, but a finale that I did not like um, was the one for Chuck. Mm. So I never saw the ending for uh, Chuck. It was so, it was just like, you want me to spoil Don't it for me. you? No. Nah. Okay. I, mean, I definitely still would love to. Okay. I think, how many seasons were there? Do you know? Five. Five? Yeah. I think we got to like season four, mm -hmm. and then we, I don't know why exactly, stopped watching probably mm -hmm. time, and just never yeah. got back to it. Yeah. Um, I thought Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a nice finale. Yeah, yeah, that was That's a solid one for sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll defend the Lost finale. I thought it was a good finale. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even though there were some... Yeah, the problem with that one, there's too many people that, like, assumed what was going on. Yeah. And then, like, the creator's like, no, 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 that's not it. Yeah, and but it's it was like, totally oh, it. yeah, that was actually, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was a lesson on being too interactive with your uh, fans, <laughs> probably, yeah. but... Right. Yeah, I, I thought, though, as far as the series finales go, this one was certainly a solid one. Yeah. Oddly, if I was going to say my favorite finale, it's not even really a series finale. It's a character finale on mm -hmm. a series. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite finale-ish type thing is Michael's last episode on The Office. Mm. I think oh, that, it was good, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, my favorite. Uh, but again, that's not the series finale. It's just his sort of, I mean, mm -hmm. the end of his character arc, even though I think he mm -hmm. does come back for the actual finale. Yeah, yeah. Or at least last couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he was going on to like, be with, uh, what's her name, right? Holly, Holly yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think as far as character finales go, um, I don't think anything tops Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> Going off to space. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we all have such a connection to Poochie, too. <laughs> <by the time. laughs> it was all one episode. Yeah. 
Jim Scratcher and, and Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rude dude. He's a cool one. Whatever. Exactly. Wait, he's an alien? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think the only the only way his departure could have been more abrupt is if, like, the last we would have seen him, he was making enchiladas, and then an old lady moved into his bedroom. <laughs> Unceremoniously ousted. Exactly. Yeah, there were no, points. he would stay golden. Yeah. <laughs> There's Undoubtedly. Plenty, there's been many, many deep cuts on The Simpsons, but it would have been great had they worked that one in. So <laughs> yeah. It's so obscure to most people. Yeah. But. What? Who is that? Yeah. All right. We have three episode, three, uh, I should say, guest actors here on the final episode of mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, of course, for his second of two Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, Earl Bowen as mm-hmm. the Reverend. This was his second of two Golden Girls as well. But this was his third. Uh, I think it was only his second, unless he was on a two-parter, and I'm just uh, mistaken. Gotcha. But And then we had uh, Herb Edelman as Stan for his 26th episode. Mm-hmm. So I was glad they had a little work in for Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we've talked about our general dislike for Stan. Yeah. He's well, had the a fact that she was getting married again, I think, was... Yeah. Kind of yeah. had to have him he's, in there. Um, he's better than Kirsten. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. He is but, definitely not the most abhorrent character yeah, on yeah. this whole series. But. I guess it's because it was a different time or whatever. But, you know, if this would have been, you know, a current show or whatever, the, uh, you know, congregation at that wedding would have been every guest star they'd had, yeah. you know, for the last seven years. At the very least, yeah. I know we've talked We'd about see this. both on... Glenn sitting there next to each other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Miles and Arnie in the front yeah. row. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing that's a little odd that... It was a big, <laughs> big show, you uh-huh. know, and for it to be the final, and they knew it was the finale of mm-hmm. it. Like, I know they had worked and worked to try to get B. Arthur to stick mm-hmm. around, but they knew it was done, even though they were going on to the other one. It does seem surprising that at the very least, they didn't manage to get a few of the bigger guests, you know, mm-hmm. Miles for one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how could they have not worked around the schedule so Miles could have fucking been in Or at least in the congregation, like... Brent said. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, a like face just, in the crowd. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, or even, you know, just, you know. Like he wouldn't have attended. Yeah. This week, you like, know, the part of the priest is going to be played by Johnny Carson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of a guest star. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, Leslie Nielsen, he's enough of a getting on his I own. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah, I mean, I feel like you could you should have had Miles. You should have had, um, you know, Michael. Um, mm-hmm. There should have been a couple other, you know, Kate, yeah, yeah, people in there that, I don't know. Although I guess maybe they figured that doing that also... Now, Miles was... Pro- I have to assume is a scheduling conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would guess that part of it, too, is just to not detract from the four main characters too yeah. much by stunt casting or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is Still, a shame. it seems unlikely that he would not attend. Yeah. Like, he was a pretty large portion of their lives mm-hmm. for a while. And especially, mm-hmm. like... I'm assuming he's still dating Rose at that stage. Right. Yeah. And this was two months later. It would have been different if they had been together just three days and they could have explained it as like, oh, he was on a trip and they got married, yeah, right. you know, like a shotgun okay. wedding. But yeah, it's a shame that they weren't able to get a few more. At least Miles should have been in that final episode. He was probably, uh, he, I imagine he had to get to some fancy restaurants to get their bread. <laughs> right. And yeah. Clears. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'd love to be there, but... <laughs> yeah. uh. Maybe he figured if he went, he'd be expected to give a gift, and he didn't want to spend <laughs> right. that yeah. kind of money. <laughs> Maybe he was just told to keep his kissing lips away from the bride. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's it. That's the answer right there. <laughs> After their last... Uh, uh-huh. you know, He felt his uh, feelings for Dorothy. He's like, I just can't attend. Mm-hmm. Can't see her ripped away from me at the last minute. He'd exactly. have seen her in that V-cut dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would have been all over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
forgotten his Amish ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Brent, I think you've already said that Leslie Nielsen was your yeah. uh, MVP again for this mm-hmm. episode. Correct. So yeah. Lucas gets a two for two. Yeah. How about you, Ski? Who got your final MVP of the Golden Girl series? I gave this one to Dorothy. I said it showcased all the girls pretty decently, yeah. but it was still a Dorothy-centric episode. Yeah. And I think uh, she had several great uh, closing lines to departure group. Yeah. Like, I almost feel guilty not giving it to Dorothy. You know, like, she sort of earned her Lifetime Achievement uh, Award sure, or whatever. Yeah. But I just really like Leslie Nielsen in this one. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to cheapen the MVP award. You're saying like we did? I haven't heard from you yet. Well, I also gave it to Dorothy. I think Brent's just alluding to how many MVPs he's given to people who aren't even in the episode. Or, um, but I don't think he's saying we're cheapening it. Yeah, Yeah. I got you. I got you. So two Dorothys. All the skis that I I definitely uh, Mm -hmm. agree with that. So. How many slices of cheesecake for you, Brent? Uh, seven and a half. I liked it a smidge better than last week. Um, I definitely thought that I think one exit by Dorothy would have been sufficient. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she needed to keep popping up and coming back into the veranda and yeah. one eye, whatever. Um, you know, I just thought that it didn't really add anything. Okay. You know. How about you, Ski? Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. I thought it was very similar to last time. Uh but I thought there was a few lines from the first part that I liked more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I gave it a seven also. Um, same as last episode. I, same kind of general feeling I had that I thought that it was a very good episode, but could have used, to get to an eight, I would have liked to have a little more comedy in it as yeah. all. So. well. I definitely think like that Freddie Peterson moment this week mm-hmm. was funnier than anything they had last week. Yeah. So that's worth a half a slice. So, I'm still sticking my seven. <laughs> okay. But I still think between the three of us, I gave it a seven both weeks. Well, actually, I guess this knocks this one down probably a half a slice less than last, last week. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing both of these are probably going to be competing for the greatest episode ever. Mm-hmm. So, I would we'll definitely see. agree. But you'll have to tune in next week to find out you know, what ends up getting uh, our top two for this season and move on to the playoffs. Yeah. And there may be a wild card in this season, too, if who knows. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that uh, um, Golden Palace episode five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that's going to be the one? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'm just guessing. After four episodes in, is, is we'll that have the, it ready. Is that the adult education episode where they go to hospitality <laughs> school? Right, yeah. right. That's the long-awaited sequel. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, all right. Well, before we close out uh, this final episode of uh, The Golden Girls, mm-hmm. Ski, did you have one more uh, back in St. Olaf for us? I <clears throat> You know what would be, this is just off the top of my head, but... Recap part one? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say off the top of my head, I think that for Golden Palace, he might consider doing like a Dorothy diary. Ooh. What? That's (laughs) an idea. The secret diary of Dorothy's Bornack. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like like a poor man's Desmond Pfeiffer (laughs) type thing. (laughs) (laughs) I just hope that most of his diary has to do with her exploring her body. <laughs> or Lucas exploring it. Yeah. With Freddie. Right. <laughs> I'd like to think that most of the diary entries are for being like, I love this house. I'm just conflicted about the slave quarters. Or <laughs> 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 like... Man, I'm so glad to be rid of those girls. Yeah. <laughs> They're really dragging me down. Yeah, Ma sent me another letter today. Threw it in the fire once again. <laughs> I'm not reading the single thing. 
<laughs> that skanks in. <laughs> She's like, dear diary, Lucas and I have now been married for three months. That means it's been 90 days since my last loin of pork. <laughs> All right, Skewed. Why don't you give us our final uh, back in St. Olaf? Uh, if you'll remember, uh, we left off with uh, Charlie waking up and Right. Rose and the kids have been making a big old breakfast. Yeah, with some herring sauce. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, special day, part two. Charlie walks into the kitchen where his lovely wife and children have been working hard to prepare a beautiful breakfast. Mm-hmm. There in front of him were all of his favorite people in the world. Is it his birthday? I'm sorry. You ought to think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a huge meal to boot. Ah, okay. Rose walks over to him, hands him a spoon, and he asks, is this what I think it is? Rose smiles and says, mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie takes a spoon and pops it in his mouth He tells his wife The herring sauce is perfect The family all sit down at the table Say a short prayer to thank the good Lord For providing such a good life And dig in When they all start to slow down Realizing their bo- bellies can't hold much more Rose turns to her husband and asks him So what should we do today? Uh, we finished the outside chores yesterday night And it's a lovely day already Bridget asks if they can go swim In the community pool Kirsten calls her sister an idiot and that they closed the pool, the outdoor pool for the fall back in September. It is now mid-November. She apologizes sarcastically and sticks her tongue out at her siblings. Charlie pipes in to disrupt the argument, suggesting they all go for a ride in, into town, maybe play in the St. Olaf City Park. He says that it's a warm enough day and there will likely be many people enjoying the nice weather. Mm-hmm. Adam asks if he can bring his football and a frisbee. His father says that'll be just fine. The girls say that they'll bring their dolls and a journal. They all grab their items and load up in the car. They head out to the park, but the ground is still wet from rain uh, earlier in the morning. The car swerves, and the passenger side tire gets caught off the road in a ditch. The family was scared, but nobody was hurt. Charlie gets out of the car and tells his family that they aren't too far from Farmer Johan's house, that maybe he could pull them out uh, of the gully with his tractor. He tells Charlie Jr. to stay in the car with his mother and sister, and Adam would come with him. They walked for about a mile down the road and saw the farmer out in, his, in the front of his house. They holler to him, and, wave, and he waves him up to the porch. Charlie told Johan what happened, and he gladly agreed to help them out. He fired up the tractor, had the boys hop on the side fender, and slowly drove to the stra- stranded car. Tractors are generally slow. <laughs> <laughs> Typical St. Olaf fashion, he completely forgot to grab the tow chain and wondered if he could potentially push the car from behind. Nobody objects to this effort, so Johan maneuvers the tractor behind the car and quickly gets stuck, narrowly jumping off the tractor before it tips over to the ditch. Johan, angry but composed, says that they aren't too far from Farmer Erickson's house. Mm. So he, he and Charlie walk the two and a half miles down the road to the farmer's house. Now, Farmer Erickson was an odd bird in terms of farming, as he liked to get up late, uh, or get, he liked to get a late start in the day and worked into the wee hours of the night. He was still snoozing when they arrived, but his wife, Gilda, told the men she'd wake him. Erickson slowly got dressed, got his tractor fired up and grabbed a tow chain, and slowly brought the boys back to the stranded car and tractor. Tractors are generally slow. <laughs> <laughs> With a good deal of effort, he was able to get the car and the tractor pulled out of the ditch. 
with only a few scratches on the carved fender and just a large amount of mud coating the tractor. <laughs> Charlie thanked the kind men for all their time and assistance. He and the family got back into the car, drove to the park, and had a wonderful time, just as they had planned, only several hours later than they anticipated. Slow tractors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True that. <laughs> tractors are generally slow. Generally. <laughs> Rose turned to her husband and then sat on the bench, watching their children run and play. She says, I love you. What a special day this turned out to be. Charlie agrees and tells his wife, it really is. Sorry I got up so late. <laughs> Rose tells him, oh, I expected it. With the crazy amount of sex we have, it's very taxing on one's body. <laughs> Years later, Rose would forget that the quantity of sex they had was abnormally much. That's part of her quirky charm. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, she realized <laughs> that they had a, a mm-hmm. sexual, you know, I don't know, a sex life that was more robust than most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she forgot about that and just kind of thought it was a normal par for the course for a well, while. Well, you remember, like, way back at the beginning of the series, she yeah. talked about how much they did, mm-hmm. and the other girl was like, whoa? Yeah. Uh-huh. But she thought it was no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. She said it was so good they named it Fjord Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Thanks. That was a solid end. I, I kind of had wondered, I was kind of wondering if you were going to, like, when you talk about them getting in the accident, that, you know, mm-hmm. it was going to be a lot more harrowing and that, you know, Rose had been put into a coma um, and had fever <laughs> dreams of, you know, moving in with three women in Miami. Exactly. <laughs> that would have been a cool way to take it, but no, exactly. I was not that clever. Well, then when you talked about Charlie coming out of the room, I was, I couldn't help but think of him as a zombie with a rock hard erection. <laughs> <laughs> Since Brent and I had kind of uh, thought that I was going the way of his death. Yeah. He was just hanging brains. <laughs> <laughs> well, a solid conclusion to your back in St. Olaf's. Um, so. I didn't want to end on too many sadness. No. (laughs) I don't know. I think still, still, I think that was one of my favorite ones. It was your one about her birthday, I think. Oh, that that was the first one, wasn't it? It was. um, Well, anyway, so next week we'll be doing the recap for season seven, determining the couple, at least the two that will be going on to compete for the greatest episode ever. And then the week after that, we'll be kicking into a golden palace. So we still got plenty ahead for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope, I'll be really curious to see if our listenership stays more or less the same when we go into Golden Palace. Mm-hmm. Well, it couldn't get lower. Well, not much anyway. <laughs> you guys say that, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan chimes in with another two for this week. All right, two. Like 200? No, two. <laughs> Your two listenership's people. in the negative. Yeah. <laughs> people are canceling their Spotify accounts just to right. get away from it. <laughs> They didn't want the reminders. <laughs> yeah, it's like we got a comment from all of our listeners this week. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer. She's but the com- I mean, I'm, I do believe she still listens. She just hasn't commented. I know that Jennifer has quite the busy uh, life with her yeah. uh, band yeah. and whatnot. So. Have you heard from Mario lately or CJ, Numi, anybody? I've heard. I mean, we've got messages from Mario and CJ this season for gotcha. sure. Okay. So it hasn't been like super recently, but it's been yeah. within season seven. Yeah. So we had a new listener. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a couple new listeners, you know. Yeah, yeah. last I remember last time we recorded, I thought there was two two new ones mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So if you haven't uh, sent us a message before, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have, we very much appreciate it and love to hear from you again. Mm-hmm. So and we hope the comment isn't, 
uh, I have chosen not to keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you I know, have elected to stop my listenership. I appreciate I that you at least reach out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I ran 13.1 miles yesterday. Oh, I, wow. I made sure I took a picture of it. So, you know, you can send a sticker to the normal people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bumblebee Tuna, for <laughs> sponsoring that charity. Either way. Indeed. Right. Good old Bumblebee. Yeah. Bumblebee Tuna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only we. It, it, how excited would you be if we got one can of of bumblebee tuna sent to us from the Bumblebee Tuna Corporation? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to thank us for our exactly <laughs> um, support. It's dented and three days away from expiration. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they had to pay for the shipping. Dusty as all get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fell behind the conveyor. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, until <laughs> our stamp re- on there says. Do not consume. (laughs) (laughs) Warning, botulism. (laughs) Like the can's dented outwards a little bit. (laughs) Sort of swollen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're not coming to direct contact with skin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, while Brent eats his uh... rancid tuna. (laughs) Yeah, everybody else, stay golden cocoa. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. All right. Like, Can you believe Alan? He's cosplaying as Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> this is Steven Universe, not Carl's Jr. I have a little figure on that shelf right there, and it is not Carl. <laughs> it is a reason why I, I like this shirt and I love that show. It's probably my. I would say it's in my top three favorite cartoons of all time. Okay. A shade ahead of Futurama for me. Oh, no. Yeah, so that's how much I like Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, but I do feel awkward wearing the shirt out because I feel like it looks like a Hardy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so my top three. Can you guess the other two? Uh, one's really obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's like Simpsons and then Steven Universe and then Futurama. Well, Futurama's four. So oh, I thought you said in top it's, three. It's in my oh, top three just God, ahead of Futurama. It? Okay. Sorry, um, I guess that did was yeah. a long clear. Um. Then are you talking about adult cartoons? Just or? any cartoons. Yeah, any cartoon. I guess yeah. He-Man. Yep, correct. So yeah, my, that's my, my favorite childhood cartoon. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, Futurama would be a close fourth though. Yeah. Where would uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fall? Uh, it's further down the list. I mean, I did enjoy it when I was young yeah. for sure. Like mm-hmm. I remember that was one of the first shows that I remember getting up early for because of its premiere like it was mm-hmm. coming on and i was excited about yeah. it and i remember being up the first day that it aired i remember when we first became friends you had tons of uh the, the figures mm-hmm. and i think even posters from the movie oh yeah mm-hmm. and i remember being a little bit jealous of that because i was like oh that's so cool yeah yeah i was always i had a lot of toys when I mean, we lived in you know crappy apartments and things like that growing <laughs> up but having mm-hmm. you know divorced parents that is one of the benefits is you get more <laughs> gifts and i said this before but i've always had that kind of nice sized family where it was 
small enough that everybody bought gifts for the kids throughout, you know, the whole childhood. Because, you know, once the yeah, family gets a little bigger, people. then, yeah, you kind of end up kind of doing exchanges and things like that yeah. a lot more. Or at least if you get gifts, they're very small kind of token gifts, which mm-hmm. is totally fine, too. Like, yeah. I get that. But I always had a family that, I mean, there was only four grandchildren, mm-hmm. you know, and so it was always small kids enough. Kids always that, got cool stuff, usually. Exactly. And we always got yeah. gifts from all the aunts, you know, like, we got gifts from everybody in the family, basically, each Well, uh, you were such a lovable scamp. I yeah. was. I was a very lovable kid. I was far more lovable as a kid than as an adult. <laughs> and I'm pretty lovable as an adult. That's saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Um, Except when you call your friends racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I call the them like bits. I see them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd probably go with Simpsons and then Futurama and King of the Hill. Would be like second and third, sort yeah. of neck and neck, um, and then probably, I guess for four and five, probably I guess Gravity Falls. Oh, that's a great one too. And yeah. then um, Mask for number five. Mask. Oh, the the one with the the vehicles and stuff. Yeah, Mobile Armor oh, yeah. Strike Command. <laughs> no, I thought that it was the cartoonization of that uh, the share movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a I thought you were going with the, the animated Carey. Eric yeah. Stoltz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What did you say? An animated Eric Stoltz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rocky Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Elliott got his fully animated mustache. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the mask, like I said, I vaguely remember that mm-hmm. show from being younger, but it wasn't so anything good. I was yeah. that into at all. I'm trying to think if there's any other. Questions. I remember I liked the toys from Mask a yeah. lot. Got the Camaro that had the wings, of the mm-hmm. stores that go up. Yeah, made it real, real super, super yeah. safe for the driver. <laughs> exactly. It, but the toy had a little seatbelt though for the driver. Yeah. Uh. Well, the thing about the toys, they're <laughs> smaller figures, but they're like really, mm-hmm. like the their joints bent a lot better than a lot of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, like He Man was real rigid because the legs and yeah. arms yeah. didn't really bend or anything. Yeah. But I remember Mask, all of them like were very flexible mm-hmm. as far as yeah, because the vehicles were all. About the size of like Transformers, mm-hmm. but like the figures were like three fourths the size of a GI Joe. Well, one so, thing yeah. about the Transformers that was generally speaking, like because the different items all had to s- still be ro- uh, robots when you transform them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember I had one that was a, it, it became like a tele a microscope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it was still the same size mm-hmm. robot as yeah. like one that transformed to a car. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like. And that, for whatever reason, to to uh-huh. you know bridge that gap, they put treads on the microscope. <laughs> oh, on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. like, so, so like it could be a mobile microscope. Yes, but it was a giant. Still, <laughs> like I was like, who's looking through this, <laughs> and what? But it was cool because the microscope functioned. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like high powered, but right, you could actually put a slide underneath. Yeah. 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 Then like bisect a planaria or something. That's, oh that. yeah, all the time. <laughs> I just like the idea that so these many. parents were like, well, at least this is somewhat educational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I almost guarantee that my dad probably got mm-hmm. it for that yeah. reason. Yeah, I mean, I do remember there being other, like, I liked He-Man, not He-Man, excuse me, but I liked G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. I liked Transformers, but yeah. I never connected to them quite the same. Yeah. Um, I would put, I would say that for me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was above either of those. Uh-huh. Like, because that was probably my biggest cartoon at the time that it was out. Mm-hmm. He-Man was my biggest when I was younger, above those yeah, other yeah. two. I, uh, Thundercats, I, mm-hmm. I like that quite that's a, a bit one, too, yeah. but yeah. I, Gravity Falls, though, that's a great one for like my adult time as yeah. well. 
Have you watched Gravity Falls? I have not. You should. It's really good, and yeah. it's funny, too. Um, yeah. Kristen Schaal does one of the voices. I love her. Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. So. Uh, but anyways. I didn't like Bob's Burgers at first because oh, I didn't a like. Good the, one too. Oh, well, I didn't good. like the animation style. Mm-hmm. But I freaking fell in love with that cartoon. Yeah. It was it's really good. Yeah, I liked a lot. Big it's City hilarious. Greens is another one that yeah. I really like. Mm-hmm. Big City Greens. I guess I, they. I've only ever heard of that. The new season they're in the country again. Oh, are they? Yeah, mm. um, but they took Remy with them to oh, the country. Okay. Yeah, that's What's cool. What's the premise of that one? Um, so basically, it's like Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. You know, um, but now in season three or four, whatever, they've moved back to the country. So they're no longer big city greens, but I guess, I don't know, maybe they took some big city with them back to the... Big country greens? Yeah. Now, they're, now they fit in nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little too country, or a little less country and a little more rock and roll That's at this right. point. <laughs> All right, were well, you guys ready to jump into this episode? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess uh, I'll be starting us off this okay. time, right? Yep. Okay. Hand it off to me and I'll... But that means you'll do the Stay Golden Cocoa at the end? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. Oh, one uh, last thing. Did you guys ever watch much of the uh, Batman animated series? Yeah, that was a solid show. I think mm-hmm. that was one of my top five. Yeah. I didn't watch enough of it. I, I, I should watch more of it. Me and Brian watched it freaking religiously like every mm-hmm. every day almost after school. Same with like I mean, X-Men 97. I think that was a really good show, but it kind of came at the end of like cartoon mm-hmm. watching, so I never really got into it. This, like, So when it came out, 97, I would have been 21. Okay. You know, yeah. so I just, I was too old for it. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's on the Disney Plus, and I keep thinking, oh, I should watch that. Yeah, you I mean, know. everybody who was a fan of it at the time loves it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still like, I mean, it'd be one of their biggest cartoons for yeah. people of that generation. Yeah, so. it worked out for me because, like, I was kind of in charge of watching my brother and sister after mm-hmm. school. Yeah, and they love watching some cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I usually make them do homework right after school and stuff. Yeah. and so we'd sit and watch some shows, and mm-hmm. Batman was on, and I was like, this yeah. is freaking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good show. That's where Harley Quinn was born. Did you mm-hmm. know that? I did. You know yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And do you remember who the greatest guest star ever on Batman the Animated Series was? Feel if I get this wrong, you're going to be mad at me. I'll get over it. <laughs> um, greatest guest star ever on, like, a, as a character or like a voice actor? Uh, real life actor. You know, he was doing a voice on that show. Um, and I guess the character itself also. You talking about the Joker? Like oh, for... no. Adam West. Oh, I didn't remember he didn't done a he did, cameo. Um, he did the voice of the Grey Ghost. Oh, crap, um, yeah. Who was, like, when Bruce I Wayne did. was a little boy, mm. um, he was, the Grey Ghost was like, um, you know, a movie yeah. detective or right, whatever. Yeah. I remember and so that he episode. was Bruce Wayne's inspiration when he was a little kid. I and just that. having Adam West being the voice of yeah. Bruce Wayne's. I didn't remember that. That is awesome, though. Yeah. That is really cool. I... Had not remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, so that always got to me. But I mean, as an adult, I I love the fact that freaking uh, Luke Skywalker was mm-hmm. the Joker. Yeah. See, I don't think I even knew that Luke Skywalker played that role until later in life. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. As an adult, I like. Yeah. Oh, okay. It makes me love it even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So. All right. So you guys ready to jump in now? <laughs> Let me wet my whistle again. Okay. Nothing worse than a dry whistle. Well, and you know, it's weird. They've got a bean in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Nothing uh, worse than a dry bean. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that could be at least interpreted in a few ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like my bean nice and wet when I flick it. Uh, <laughs> like I said, Ski says things that are... I don't know. I guess that's pretty dirty. Like, that's not yeah. one of his things. A lot of times he says things that aren't that dirty, but the way he says them are so gross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so 
that one was dirty and gross. <laughs> exactly. He just has this like, lasciviousness to yeah. him. He's like, went to Taco Bell, got me a Gordito Crunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you feel like there's something underneath. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, I don't like the way you say Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Ironic, you should say that. This morning, I, I called it Drive Pepper. Drive pepper, <laughs> like intentionally or just do you all dry? Like yeah, I, I get it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> intentionally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you were just like it was just a like you were just reading. <laughs> You're like, just yeah. No, Nicole had left her drink in the car or something. I said, "Do you want me to go get it?" And I said, "What is it? Drive pepper?" And she's like, "Ha ha ha." It was like, a. It was a. <laughs> Give me kind of laugh. <laughs> it's like, I'll go get your drink, but you got to describe it to me so I can make sure it's yours. Well, no, I'm probably about <laughs> a drink, but I don't like Dr. Pepper, so. Uh, so if know. you'd have taken a sip, it would have been Diet Pepsi. You'd be like, this isn't it. <laughs> I just like the idea that if he would have taken a sip, since he doesn't like Dr. Pepper, that he just would have thrown it against the wall <laughs> in disgust. <laughs> what is this crap? <laughs> Did a spit take on the inside of his windshield. <laughs> right. Like, why did you warn me before I took an uninvited drink of your beverage? Exactly. <laughs> well, I would have asked. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the only reason you even offered to get it out of the car for her, <laughs> was so that you could have a drink well, we on your way back we were getting out of the car together. Oh, we okay. went to go see one of her friends. Uh, she was doing, like, a street fair. Mm. And so we went to go see her and just kind of a little activity for the day. Okay. The one in Irvington or? Uh, no, in Mooresville. Oh, okay. <clears throat> So now are we good? Man, my whistle's wet enough. Okay, good deal. 